Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Fiona Lovely and Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. I hope everyone's had a great week. I thought I would speak on the topic of pelvic floor disorders and dysfunction today. This is a very common issue for women of, of uh, just about all ages. Once we get into our reproductive years and start having babies, we can certainly run into issues with the pelvic floor and lasts uh, certainly into our uh, senior years. So let's take some time to sort of tease uh, apart what it means um, to focus on uh, pelvic floor issues and, and what it is exactly. Okay, so first of all, the pelvic floor is a sling of muscles that stretch between the pubic symphysis, so the front side of your pelvis, right about where your pubic hairline starts, all the way through between your legs to the coccyx or the tailbone. And they are... Um, a, comp a complex group of muscles that control bowel and bladder uh, function to a certain degree, but also sexual function, as well as they support our posture and our abdominal organs. So that's what the pelvic floor is. It matters that we know about it and um, are aware of how our own works because uh, it turns out that incontinence of urine, that is uh, dribbling uh, pee, is the number one reason that senior women get put into the uh, nursing homes by their families. So really taking care of it when we're younger, uh, when we still can uh, do something about it, um, is really going to help with the quality of our life and our relationships with our families. So also, um, what can happen is that if you have poor uh, function of the pelvic floor muscles, you can have what is a prolapse of the uterus, the rectum, or the bladder out through the vaginal opening. And that is really just as uh, yucky as it sounds. It, um, Having seen it, it's a little bit frightening to look at. So you can do lots to prevent that before it gets to that place, okay? Um, also, this area, to some degree, de de uh, controls the intensity of our orgasm. So super important, orgasm is a super important part of being a woman, of our sexual health, of our cardiovascular health, and it certainly actually helps our brain function too. So we'll talk a little bit more about orgasm in a little bit later in the podcast. So pelvic floor dysfunction can happen with age. It can happen with changes in weight, of course, as we have more abdominal fat. The abdominal fat pushes down on the pelvic organs, and the pelvic organs then push down on the pelvic floor muscles. It can certainly and often does happen with pregnancy. <clears throat> 
excuse me, I know lots of women um, who tell me that after their own pregnancies, they had troubles controlling their bladder in particular. Some women that have had traumatic pregnancies or traumatic uh, delivery uh, process can talk about the um, pouching of the bowel into the vagina, um, the bladder into the vagina, or both. So there's just lots of really good reason to have a consideration of the pelvic floor. So I'm going to list uh, some common ways in which we stress the pelvic floor into dysfunction. And, um, and then I'm going to give you some idea on how you can keep yours healthy. So number one is the head forward posture. It doesn't matter if we're sitting or we're standing or we're walking. If we have a head forward posture, it means that we have our bums tucked in and we tuck our bums in. It means we're shortening at those pelvic muscles and we're causing the spasm of them. So uh, last week in the podcast, I talked about uh, tech neck in regards to headaches. And that is certainly spending time with your head and eyes bent forward so that you can look at your phone or your tablet. Um, when you do that, again, your bum tucks under and when your bum tucks under, you're really causing issues with the pelvic floor. Okay, so in a in a in a similar vein, when you're spending too much time sitting, and oftentimes when we're sitting, we're sitting in such a way that uh, we're sitting too far back on uh, and and tucking our bums under again. And when we do that, we shorten the muscles of the pelvic floor, but it also means they can spasm in that position, right? It's a it's sort of a um, that spasming is something you really want to pay attention to because it turns out there's lots that can be done to help with the spasming of the muscles of the pelvic floor. So in order to really have health there, you must relax and lengthen them for proper function. And I will talk to you about how we're going to do that. So another thing that really is, is crummy for women who have, um, who may have pelvic floor issues is high heels. So when we wear high heels and we elevate the heel, again, we have to tuck our bum under and stick our bellies out in order to stay balanced over our toes so that we can walk. So again, high heels, uh, really a problem for the pelvic floor. Last thing I want to suggest to you can really cause troubles with your pelvic floor is tight fitting clothing. So um, especially clothing that constricts around the middle. Of course, what happens then is it pushes the abdominal organs down. And when it does that, they push against the pelvic floor. Yes, that means your compression garments that you're wearing under your dress to look gorgeous. I'm saying, I'm not saying don't wear them. I'm just saying be selective about when you wear them. And of course, here's what we do as women, because this is the beauty ideal in our society. We wear tight fitting clothing and high heels at the same time. Many of us every single day. So is it any wonder that we have troubles with our pelvic floor as we age? So both of those things mean poor posture. When you have poor posture, uh, usually it means you tuck your pelvis under or tuck your bum under, and then you're shortening and spasming those muscles of the pelvic floor that we really want to um, make sure they're healthy. So the question I often get is, 
does are kegels the answer to all of this and the answer is kegels really help you and a kegel is um is a contraction of the pelvic floor muscles oftentimes we're taught uh how to kegel after we've had a baby by our healthcare provider or potentially we're having issues with dribbling etc and you've got another healthcare provider that's working with you maybe a physio who works with pelvic floor um and kegels can even be done with 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 weights. So um, all jokes aside, they can be very effective. However, they're not the whole picture. Because it turns out that in order to um, really address and give therapy to the pelvic floor, we not just need to strengthen, which is what the Kegels do, but first, we need to relax the muscles that have been shortened over time because we've been doing all the crappy things that make our bum tuck under that shorten those muscles. So we need to lengthen them and we need to relax them. Now, I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, how we're going to do it um, as we get into our uh, section here where I'm going to give you some suggestions about how you can see to your pelvic floor health. So number one, walk more, stand more, head and shoulders back and relaxed and eyes at uh, parallel to the floor, okay? So if you're not sure what a relaxed posture feels like, as you're standing, I want you to raise your arms over your head, bring your palms together, and then just drop your arms straight down, okay? Now, your head and neck and shoulders will be in an upright position that feels a bit stiff and unusual to you. You probably feel like your boobs are out. You probably feel like your shoulders are thrown too far back. But that is the actual natural posture. And that's what we should be striving for. So number two I want to suggest for you is squat to pee. Okay, so this is how you lengthen and relax the muscles that are already spasming and shortened. Is you want to squat to pee. You don't want to sit on the toilet seat. You want to squat to pee, so you're engaging those muscles. So the way you figure out how that feels without um, making a mess of your bathroom is when you're in the shower, try it there in the shower, um, squat down. So squat your bum way back. All right. You don't want to be sticking your knees way out. You want to be sticking your bum back. That's how you do a squat properly. And feel what it feels like to release uh, to release urine from your bladder. And that action is working those pelvic floor muscles really be conscious in that moment of what it feels like to release those muscles and now you know what you need to do in order to lengthen and decrease the spasming of those muscles is just to uh, feel that sensation that you feel uh, when you squat to pee Okay, it's also a good habit to squat to pee too. It's just healthy for the, the well, it's healthy for your thighs, it's healthy for your low back, it's healthy for your pelvic floor, um, and it works your booty muscles, so why not, right? <laughs> okay, so three orgasms a week. Now, this is one of my favorite bits of information to suggest to women and also one of the most controversial. Usually when I'm speaking to a crowd and I give this piece of advice, I get a whole lot of tittering and giggling and, and sharing with girlfriends. You do not have to engage your partner for this, okay? Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Three orgasms a week, make it happen however you want to make it happen. By yourself, with a partner, whatever. Next uh, suggestion I have for you is make sure you're drinking plenty of water, two to three liters a day. 
And the more you drink before noon means you're probably not going to be awake at night uh, having to go to the bathroom all the time. Again, just keeping those uh, muscles working by doing what they were supposed to do. Also, be sure you're not straining with bowel movements. If you're constipated, you need to figure out where that's coming from. There's lots of remedies for it. It's not just a lack of fiber for a lot of women. It's a thyroid issue for a lot of women. It's a dehydration issue. And for some women, it's a control issue. We learned to control our bowels when we were children because it was the only control we had for mother. So if any of these ring a bell for you, investigate those further and deal with that. You just don't want to be straining with constipation all the time. It's not healthy for your pelvic floor. If you must sit, sit forward on your sits bones or your ischial tubes. And if you've ever taken a Pilates or a yoga, a yoga class, you'll have heard the term sits bones. It's basically the bottom bones of the pelvis. And if you want to know where they are, feel the top back of your thigh, right where your cheek meets uh, the top of the thigh, and you'll feel the bone in there. That's what you want to be sitting on. So you're going to be sitting quite a bit more forward than you're used to. And that's far more healthy for the pelvic floor muscles. So if you're going to wear heels and tight clothing, we all do it. Uh, and your control garments underneath, just do it on special occasions. No, you're probably going to feel crummy with your low back, etc. for a few days after, days after, days after, afterwards. And uh, I don't know, we get to a point in my life where I go, is it really worth it? There are some really cute flats out there. Um, sparkly and otherwise. So uh, yes, just be conservative with your heels and tight clothing because it's really not very good for your pelvic floor. And finally, our bodies were created to and crave movement. So when you're walking around, please don't be one of these women that has your face in your cell phone. Uh, first of all, your the security issues of that are just insane. But really look around, look in other people's faces, smile at other human beings, see what's going on around you. I promise you, whatever's on your phone will wait until you're resting and then you can look, okay? Just stay moving, walk as much as you can and um, a nice relaxed posture because it's good for your pelvic floor, it's good for your brain, it's good for your spirit and it's just makes us part of the community. And I think that's part of what we're missing these days is that we're drawing away from other human beings, or we put a device or two between us, uh, rather than just having a good old fashioned conversation, eye to eye, chin to chin, hand to hand. I hope this information has been helpful for you. As always, you can contact me on my website, um, drlovely.expert. Um, you can also leave a message on the Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense podcast page. And I read all of the emails personally that you guys sent. I'm always grateful that you're sending them. So thanks for taking the time. And I hope everyone has a great week. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.